Yeah, that happened. Okay. What was going on, man? What was, where did that, how did that come about? I took a break, brother. I took a break. I took, was it a hiatus? I, I don't want to say notice. I took, I didn't take my ball and go home. I wasn't quitting. I got some messages saying, ah, oh, you've given up. You've thrown in the towel. You're a loser. Uh, no, I, yeah, uh, I took a break, brother. Yeah. I, like I said, I, um, I did notice. I thought that you'd go on holiday again, but uh, clearly not. It's no. uh yeah it's it, it, I was gonna drop you a message and be like okay where where you been uh, <laughs> what's going on but I thought oh he's probably just he's probably just swanning about any yeah so, man uh, well so yeah just a few things went sour with with regards to the gym and you know fights were coming up and I wasn't motivated uh, work uh, family life balance took a bit of a turn because I've been super busy with everything lately and mm-hmm. um. So after I did the last podcast with you, um, about a week later, I just went about my business and started doing another podcast. I had a day to myself, so I got on one of the ships here in Lucerne. And uh, I said, I wanted to do a podcast, but I also wanted to take a trip on the ship. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't be in two places at one time. So I brought, the pod- I brought the podcast stuff with me and I did a podcast on the ship. All right. The problem with that is the wind was catching the mic and the whole episode was fucking dumped. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. knew it because I could hear my audio in my ears and I knew it was kind of going to be not to standard, but I thought I could fix it and I couldn't. Hey, at least you pay attention to the sound quality. Yeah. At least you pay attention to that. Because it is advice. Because believe it or not, people have come to me for advice before because I'm, what, about 100 and... 20 well well actually that doesn't include my fight breakdown episodes so i'm probably in theory double that i'm probably about 300 or so episodes in so you know through pure trial and error i'm not saying i'm god's gift or anything but i do i do know the some of the do's and don'ts you know what i mean yep. but the amount some people they take that advice on board and i see their content i'm like good yeah no that's 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 loads better but then there's some where I'm just like, well, that's just gone one in one ear out of the other, hasn't it? Because yeah. you, you, you're still not using mics. You're still, like, you, the sound quality is awful. Like, you're still not editing it. Like, the excuse was, oh, well, I want it to be raw. It's like, yeah, raw doesn't have to be shit, though, does it? Yeah. In, in the words <laughs> sure. of Brendan Schaub, there's meat and potatoes. you got to have your meat yeah. and potatoes, you know? Yeah. You go, so yeah, you know. So yeah, that that episode went sour. I had to delete the whole goddamn thing, and it was a good episode. It was a it was a post fight analysis of our last oh, podcast man. together. So. I kind of wanted to see that. So I I came back home, tried to edit it, failed. Uh, I sat here and I redid the whole episode. And you know when you're you're redoing something that you've just and your heart's done, just not in it, yeah. Your heart's not in it. You feel like you're repeating yourself. And I'm like, I just did a second episode and I came across very, um, I watched it back. I came across very like agitated and yeah. yeah. So that got dumped. I know exactly how you feel because I like, this is on par with that. Like if not worse, because yesterday I was playing, I've gotten back into playing GTA online and um, I did like a really hard mission. It was super hard. I did the whole mission. Literally, all I had to do was get back to my uh, my agency. I literally, like, you know, you got those like little uh, gold, those like uh, glowing circles that you. I'm walk not into. a gamer. But basically, there's a glowing circle you walk into, and that's it. Mission complete. As I was approaching that circle, literally, my connection dropped out, and it booted me out of the game and saved me my progress. I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty. So yeah. I know how you feel. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, man, it was tough. It was annoying, you know. So that happened, and then a negotiation with the gym. I was full sure we were getting back in the gym, uh, back inside, ready to sign a deal. And you know, they had their blinkers on, and the negotiation went sour. We both walked away from the deal. So the search for the gym continued. Uh, so at the end of that week, man, I literally, and no disrespect, I was like, fuck everybody. Fuck the yeah. gym. Fuck boxing. Fuck UFC. Fuck Burt Green and his fight picks. Yeah. I was just flipped the desk pissed off, right? Um, and glory be to our Lord Jesus, Savior above in heaven. He, uh, he granted me a concert. 
And it was, it was my first concert back in two, in 825 days. And I'm at the show. I'm having a great time. One of my favorite bands currently, Meshuga. Um, I had perhaps one or two whiskeys inside me at the time. And I thought, hey, I'm going to get the fire back soon. You better, you better be ready to go. I need to call my boy, yeah. Bert. Yes. We're going to be, we're going to be breaking down again soon. So, Hey, do, do a podcast intro just so you wake up tomorrow morning, not remembering a thing from the night before and realize you've got a podcast to do. Excellent. Well, so yeah, that's no, what I, happened. I'm, I'm glad that I was on your list of people to, to call in. So yeah. There you go, man. Yeah. Couldn't be happier to be here, honestly. Awesome, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. If you, if you don't know Mr. Burt Green, go to The Burt Locker on YouTube, guys. He's the guy I go to for fight picks so that when I regurgitate stuff on this microphone, it comes across as genuine, you know? <laughs> I, would, I would just uh, caveat to that is that the, the research I do is genuine and the way I break them down is genuine. My picks, awful, terrible. Just I, 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 but I don't do the picks to if you if you're betting on mixed martial arts to make money. It's the same with any other gambling. Just get a lot of capital, bet on the favorite every time, and turn it into a system. And then eventually, bookmakers will not let you bet gamble on their sites. They will not let you go into their casinos because their house always wins. And when they don't, they will just block your account. Like I, I know professional gamblers and. Literally, that's what they do. You, they have to get new accounts like every kind of month or so because they gamble with a sit like with a lot of capital, just betting on the favourites every time. There's a reason they're favourites, guys. The bookies are very rarely wrong, and yeah. So, it's, like I said, it, I make bets because it's fun, and what I do is I put them together on what I like to call an MMA scratch card. It's like a scratch card, only you get to watch people punch each other in the face whilst you're scratching it off, and that is what I'm all about. There you go, man. That's, that's why I love watching your stuff, though. And, and when, when I get to have you on this episode or, or any other episode, I don't get to see your picks beforehand. So I got uh. to start doing my own research and I got to start digging. And I don't like I go to the, the big bucks, the big podcasters in the US. But uh, ever since I did my first episode with you, I'm like, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Maybe fucking listen to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. You caught me. You, you always catch me on research night as well, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, literally, literally, this is the night that, um, uh, just yeah, well, I mean, obviously, the, the fights are tonight. I'm, I've just ruined the whole thing, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, we're playing the time fight, travel. The fights are tonight, but yeah, ba basically, what I do is, um, yeah. I'll sit with my two screens and I just uh, I just watch fights for a few hours and I love it. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. I just go through the card, I'm like, I remember his face, I'm sure I've seen him, but, but let me just have a look at Fight Pass. It's what Fight Pass is very, very good for. As, as far as a fight library goes, there's, there's really not much better out there. And mm. yeah, it's just, it's one of my most enjoyable evenings, honestly. It's yeah. like, you, you, get, you get to watch, oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, he's, he's very good from this, from this range. He does this very well. And then I'll put, the, put that in my, little, in my little spreadsheet here. Spreadsheet's yeah. getting pretty big now. There you I'm, having go. To, I'm having to put filters on there so I can actually narrow it down to just the fighters I'm talking about at the moment. Yeah. And when you're researching, do you watch full fights? Do you watch highlights or do you just yeah, go no, I watch on, the, on written I'll, text? I watch the full things. The full things. I watch the full fights because it's like, because wow. sometimes like there's guys that I just, I'm not super aware of, but it's just um, like there's, you know, there's people on this card where it's just, you, you you can look at what their record is and everything, but uh, I mean, there have been some. If I'm in a real rush, sometimes I'll go based off their off their records, but it's not the best way to do it because when you watch them, you can see what they do well, what they don't do well, possible things that could be exploited by the guy that they're fighting that week, and yeah, you can't do that unless you're actually watching them do it. It's yeah. like because because it might say you know they're a boxer or whatever, but it's but there are so many different kinds as you well know. There's so many different facets to boxing. It's like what range are they good from? Are they long punches? Do they like the heavy hooks on the inside? Do they counter well? What's their defense like? What's their wrestling defense like? And you know there's so many more things to go in than other because on on a, you know Wikipedia page it would just say fighting style boxing. It's like okay cool, but there's mm -hmm. massively more to it than that. 
Yeah, and that's what I, you know what I love doing? I, I obviously love talking with fight fans about fights because, you know, we bounce off each other and that's cool, even in the gym or whatever. Um, but when someone asks a question who knows nothing about fighting and they're like, well, explain it to me. Um, I remember sitting down with my dad once and the, the, the guy on the bottom was attacking with like triangles and uh, Kimuras yeah. and arm bars and stuff like that. I said, the guy on the bottom is going to win in about 20 seconds. I remember my dad was looking at it going, oh, how, how did you gauge that? And sure enough, 20 seconds later, triangle. I'm like, boom. But when, when you really break it down, a lot of people think that this uh, MMA, we'll talk about MMA. Mm -hmm. MMA is human cockfighting. It's barbaric. It's two animals going in there proving who's the bigger testosterone, whatever. No, it's, it's very mathematical. And it, there's, a, there's a, a huge process to all the aspects of fighting. And I love breaking it down as well with someone who doesn't know anything about it, which is great. Yeah, because uh, the next best thing is- That was like, a, wait, wait, wait. That was a very awkward silence. I need that to be acknowledged. Well, I didn't know you were stopping there. <laughs> I stopped. No, well, no. Go on, go ahead. But you're saying I don't know anything about it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, no, <laughs> God damn it. Now, now it's just pure unnecessarily yeah. awkward. What I'm talking about is I'm, I'm talking about someone who knows nothing about fighting, who I've just sat down with and wants me to explain oh, why I enjoy it. Oh, because you're talking with your dad. Yeah, if it was my dad okay, or just right. a colleague or a friend who, who sees how Im, like, important this sport is to me. Um, and that they think that it's human cockfighting, that it's two just two animals going in there to kick each other's ass. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I see it because uh, Bispin was on a podcast in the, I think it was on Talk Sport or something mm -hmm. uh, recently. And there was a guy in there who, who liked boxing, but did, but thought that MMA was too brutal. And it was just, and Bispin was basically just explaining yes. to him, look, I mean, not being funny, but there are way less deaths in, it, like, it, it, it's because you don't understand it you think it's more brutal the, than it is. It's yeah. obviously it's brutal. I mean, and also, I don't like it when people say, oh, it's human cockfighting. It's like when they've never actually seen cockfighting in their lives, you know? <laughs> cockfighting is, is it's, uh, if horse racing is the sport of kings, then cockfighting is a very good sport as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of nuance to it. You have to train those, those fight birds. Uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. You know, there's some real pageantry to it. Yeah, it's that, that, there was that uh, quote on there's the quote on the hangover. Um, I think they were doing the, the cockfighting at the beginning of Hangover 3, where he's like, We only, uh, no, it's the chickens, isn't it? We feed them cocaine yeah. and, and chickens. <laughs> Classic. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to have set up. I mean, setting up the microphone tonight, first time in three or four weeks, I'm like, fuck, it's good to just get that feeling back. And, and I know, I know for a fact, I wasn't quitting. I was just like, there's a lot of shit going on in the news now. I wasn't interested in the fights that were coming up. The two podcasts went in the bin, the gym shit went sour. I see a lot of people who are completely unaware of what it takes to run a business making comments about city martial arts right now who i just want to like stick my finger in their fucking eye because they have no idea what's going on yeah. but because you oh, get one of those per round us yeah you're allowed one you per go. round one groin strike as well but yeah but it was just the sum of all parts and you know a three or four week break deserved yeah. i'm happy about yeah. it but i'm back i'm back here yeah. we are uh, ufc it's, it's ufc see, 275 man. bro yeah yes yeah, I, I mean i i honestly i knew that uh yachinchik versus sangway lee was on the card i thought that was the kind main event i've got to be honest i had no idea that valentina shevchenko was defending her title this weekend yeah yeah and i had no idea that talia santos was even really in title contention no offense to her no offense to her at all just um i didn't I don't really see, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's got a few decent wins, but, mm -hmm. oh, she's going to be a be heavy fun. underdog, rightly so, but yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, what we'll do is we'll break down the fights, but guys, yes, one more time, back from a word from our sponsors. Is it back yes. for a word from our sponsors? Would you I say it so. that way? Uh, that now it's how would you time, say that? Now, I haven't once, done ad now, in a once while. Once again, it is time for a word from our sponsors. For a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Let me open this. 
Guys, do me a favor. People of Lucerne and the Lucerne area, go to your local Lucerner beer brewery on Burgenstrasse 16. Get a Lucerner beer. Take a picture of you drinking the beer somewhere cool. Put it on your social media and hashtag CMA Lucerner beer. And the best picture at the end of the month will get a free case of beer. I think that's a good deal, Bart. What do you say? It's a fantastic deal because who doesn't like beer and who doesn't like free beer you know and it's delicious i i just oh man i'll I can't tell get you who, i'll tell you who didn't like free beer hitler hitler did like not me? like free beer you don't want to be like hitler do you huh wasn't he a vegan some, yeah like, don't, don't be like hitler go and get yourself some some lasagna beer i'm gonna talk to the <laughs> owner I'm, I'm gonna talk to the owner and i'm gonna ask him about that tagline what is it yeah. don't be like don't hitler. be like hitler go get yourself a lasagna beer there you go man yeah. Yeah. Lucerna beer guys <laughs> go grab yourself a case a bottle a whatever go to their brewery they've got t-shirts and accessories and stuff there Lucerna beer uh, don't be like Hitler all right guys and we're back with another sponsor read from lolatong.com we are sponsored by no Burr. no no okay what's this okay. <laughs> take Enjoy two time it's fine <laughs> I slugged, I slugged back that beer and that was not good. All right, here we go. <clears throat> guys, we are also sponsored by lolatong.com. Do me a favor, guys, go to lolatong.com, check out their website, check out their attire, their fashion, their collections, their who they work with, what they're doing right now. Check out their social media. They're all over the world. They're travelers, but it's a local business here in Lucerne, and we want to help them out. Hopefully, they'll help us out too. Lolatong.com. Burt Green, you have yes. inspired them. I have it on good authority that they're going to start making cowboy hats. Oh, what? For real? For real. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, I mean, they'll have to send me one, right? I mean, the second that comes out, I'm going to make sure you get a cowboy hat with Lolatong on it, bro. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There you no, go. That, 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 is, that is amazing. So go to checkout. When you make a purchase, check out the promo code section. Type in CMA for a 10% discount. Once again, go to lolatong.com. Make a purchase. Promo code section CMA. You will get a 10% discount. Lolatong.com. We love them and they love you. Yeah. All right, guys, and we're back. Apologies, but I, I, I've been out of practice. I've tried to make them as funny as possible. I, I don't want to insult or make anybody unhappy. Speaking of insulting or making someone unhappy with comedy, Burt oh, Green, they're trying to cancel you. What's oh, going on? Uh, well, I, uh, as I said in my post, I'm, I'm not relevant enough to be canceled at this stage. So right. uh, and that's unlucky for them, really. That's unfortunate. Have a go. You can't cancel me. I haven't even gotten started uh anyway <laughs> love it anyway basically like because the thing is uh, since that post uh, and since that night i have actually run this bit past several people uh lots of people in comedy and basically the response was well they just they didn't understand what it was you were joking about they heard one word and they they didn't understand the joke basically which is actually not my fault that's their fault however i would say that the night in question it's um it's it's a bit weird in that it's not separate from the people who've just gone for a drink and the people who have gone for the comedy night. It, 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 it's not advertised particularly well, and that's not the promoter's fault. That's the, the bar's fault, honestly. And um, they end up with people that haven't necessarily gone there to see a comedy night. So uh, That's Daisy. Yeah, I understand. When I, so, so I understand. Uh, I don't want to upset people who have just gone out for a drink. But it is a new material night. So from my perspective, it's like, it's like I don't, I need to be able to do new material and not think too much about who it's going to offend or who it's going to upset because they're new ideas. I'm just trying them out. And without that kind of freedom, for me, it's not a new material night because I did say this uh, to the promoter who said, he, look, he's, he's, because he said, look, I just want to clarify, I think you're great, but I, and I didn't hear the bit, but. Basically, this table of women said that they got upset at the three rape jokes that I made. And number one, right? I, I, I was not expecting rape. that. I don't have any rape jokes in my set. So I was a little bit confused. Let alone three. Like, they're, they're just, it's not a thing. 
I think I made a joke about Louis C.K., but for clarity, I think they misunderstand because he never raped anybody. So what? No, that what, wasn't... what they, so what are they talking about? That's again them not having the knowledge to differentiate what was going on. And the only bit that I think that they could have possibly even heard the word rapist was I did a bit of well, it's, it's a new idea um, that I was kind of working on. I'm trying. I've actually reworded it since because I do take you know I, I, I'm I'm very capable of taking criticism and I can. I can reword bits so that maybe it doesn't focus on that part of it. But basically the bit was, uh, why do people keep, people need to stop putting inspirational quotes on pictures of Mike Tyson. He didn't say any of that shit. He was too busy biting ears and raping people. Right. And that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like, well, yeah, you know, and it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's funny that, you know, if you're good enough, if you're good enough at sport, you can basically start getting away with more and more shit. Look at O.J. Simpson, for instance. I mean, he allegedly butchered his wife and a waiter with a carving knife in an alleyway. But by the same token, he did rush for 2,000 yards in a single season. So you've got to give him some leeway, haven't you? And that's the joke. I'm making fun of the irony in the people getting away with stuff and also the fact that, um, you know, people forget. It is to, I, I think, you know, actually, because it... Even upon reflection, I don't really like the joke because actually, you know, the Mike Tyson thing, it, yes, he did time for that, but it was one of the biggest stitch-ups uh, like ever. If you know the actual story, it's, it's yeah. quite... It, it's not good for any party involved in that, honestly. And it was a bit of a stitch-up. So actually, to be fair to Mike Tyson, I think I'd remove the rapist bit from it. But... And also, I wouldn't want to upset Mike Tyson. He seems like... A, I'm, I'm a Mike Tyson fan, by the way. I do like Mike Tyson. He's one of the best offensive boxers who ever lived. So yeah, I am a Mike Tyson fan, but I just think it's weird that, uh, you know, where people draw the line on uh, scumbaggery. Like they forget that, you know, in, in his day, you know, Tyson could be as scumbaggery as anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean? true. But people have forgotten that. And It's very true. Now, yeah. this is where I was, I was, you, you just hit the nail on the head because I was about to say what type of snowflake goes to a comedy show and gets offended by a joke. Where do we start drawing the line here? Because one of the quotes in the comment section that I read was that comedians should not be allowed the freedom to, you know, whatever. Uh, unless you're a political analyst giving your political point of view on stage with a stick in your hand. No, you. I want a comedian to go up there and make me laugh because um, there's this really emotional moment in a podcast that I actually go back on quite a lot. It's an episode of um, this past weekend. You know Theo Vaughn? Yeah, yeah. So Brian Callen was on the show with Theo Vaughn and Theo Vaughn goes through huge insecurity, like massive insecurities. And Brian Callen made him cry. He said... People go to a show, people go to your show to, to not think about what's going on in their lives right now. They're not, a, they're not a dad, they're not a husband, they're not a wife, they're not an employee. They're just there for that guy to make that person laugh. And you, there's no line. You, you got to keep laughing, even at the sad things. You know what I mean? And like when you said that the um, goddamn bar was not, properly advertising it as a comedy show i guess people were just not understanding of what was going on at the time and that's perfectly perfectly understandable but yeah and, that, and that's the thing it's like also i can't be tiptoeing around what people decide to find offense in and what they don't because not being funny but there's there was a comic on like after me who I, I think is hilarious, by the way. I have no problem with the bit at all. I don't want to say the bit because because uh, I butcher it, but like it, it effectively, it's a it's a you know a a kid's cancer joke, right? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, but it, but he does it in a funny way, and and it is and it's and it's meant as a joke, and it and it is, and it is funny. It's it's you know obviously he doesn't really you know revel in anybody getting ill, but. But what my, my point to the promoter was, like, well, okay, so where, where are these people drawing the line then? Well, it, like, he could, that guy, like, the other comments can joke okay. about, they can joke about that, but me making a joke about Mike Tyson, that's over the line, is it? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, it is, what, what people, offence, like comedy, is subjective. And oh, yeah. if you 
go on Twitter and you allow any of that shit to offend you, or if you go to a comedy night and you allow that to actually affect you in a way that, oh my God, I can't continue unless I tell somebody and cry about how offended I am, kill yourself. Yeah. Just, just, or just don't go to a comedy night. <laughs> or just don't but, go, exactly. But, but, but you know, again, Bill, Bill Burr had that bit, right? Where he was asked on TV where he outsmarted reporters. Um, he, he was asked, uh, don't you think you went a little too far with the Catholic Church jokes? Don't and you think he, they went a little too far? Yeah, it was very like, it was, it, you know, when you really break it down, all right, we can have this discussion, but bear in mind, I'm a comedian making jokes. Um, Marilyn Manson had that uh, amazing interview back in 2002 or three, where he was basically saying, don't you think that your music is causing all this uh, chaos and destruction among the youth in our generation? And he's like, I'm just a rock star up on stage singing rock songs. Why don't you talk to the politicians who are actually causing the chaos with the politics, yeah. like with the wars that are going on with everything that they're, you know, I, I don't even like, I don't even know what to even say about that. But when you're a rock star singing songs, you've got or one job, sing the you've songs, got one job in the crowd and comedians yeah. you make us make laugh, make us laugh. Yeah. That's enough. That's it. Look. Like I said, it, it might not mm -hmm. have been the fun. I would say at worst, it might because it, again, it's it's a new bit. It's clunky. I'm trying to find, you know, yeah. the funny in it. There's funny. There is funny in there. Like I said, I've I've, I've reworded it slightly so now it doesn't sound quite as kind of uh, brutal. But it's just, but the the joke is still there and it is still funny. People yeah. put so many quotes on top of pictures of Mike Tyson that he never fucking said. They that's do it with all, with all celebrities as well. And that's just why social media can't be trusted, man. Oh, dude, if it's on, if it's on the internet, though, it's got to be true, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's, let's swing it on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Moving on. UFC 275. I think one of yeah. the first full UFCs that I ever watched was UFC 75. I think it might have been. A, I saw one fight. I saw the first fight I saw, I think, was Chuck Liddell versus Babalu Sabral. But then the first. That was. That was. Yeah. I think that was the first. Oops. I saw as well. Oops. <laughs> I think yeah. the first one I saw was 75. That might have been uh, Randy Couture's return against Tim Silva, heavyweight. I think that's what that was. It could be completely. When he came out of retirement. Yeah, when he came back out of retirement and then hit hit Silva with an overhand right. Overhand just, right. Yeah. Wow. Vicious. Yeah. So uh, tonight, it's dropping tonight, UFC 275, man. I'm excited. I'm You know what? I'm not totally familiar with the full card, but I'm super excited for the final three fights of the main card. Uh, maybe, maybe you can briefly break down the first couple of fights because I genuinely have no idea who these people are. Okay, so uh, first of all, we've got Jack Della, uh, Jack Della Madalena uh, against Ramzan Emiv. Now, yeah. this is an interesting one because you have a Dagestani beard terror guy who is not a favorite. You know, you know, everyone's terrified of that beard Dagestan wrestling style. Yeah, because it is it's terrifying. You know, I mean, they'll drown you. Um, yeah, he's not the favorite in this one, and actually. I'd be tempted to bet on him just because he is basically he's former M1 middleweight champion. He's fighting at welterweight now. And he's, he is, he is very good at like dominating the wrestling, but most of the time he will go to a decision. In fact, every fight that he's won in the UFC has gone to a decision. Uh, he lost to Danny Roberts last time out, which was good for Danny Roberts split decision, close fight. But his opponent, Jack Della Madalena, is uh, Australian from Perth. Now, he's, he's not really had many fights in the UFC, but I did watch one of his fights earlier. And you know what? His boxing is pretty good. Like, he's got a lovely, he's lovely one-two that, that he uses to close the distance. And he has quite a lot of power. He's got a very powerful left cross when he kind of, like, when he uses his one two to get into that range and then yeah he, he can be quite crushing with that left cross so uh, and he's also me, got two uh two two huge cauliflower ears so i guess wrestling is in yeah. his repertoire repertoire well, as well his nose is also halfway across <laughs> the face so 
yeah. I don't know if that means he's good boxing or bad. <laughs> he doesn't have that left hand up, I'd say. But yeah, me, I, I really can't call this one. I don't know these guys enough. Well, I, I don't know who's going to win, but I'd fancy uh, Ramazan Amiv as, as an underdog. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. definitely buy a decision. Let me just quickly log into my uh, to my gambling site because I just want to see what the odds actually are on him. Because sometimes the American odds on the uh, UFC page are quite different to the odds in the UK. Where is he? Where is he? Ramazan Amiv. Yeah, he's underdog here as well. 3.25 on the decision. If he wins, it's almost certainly going to be a decision. Right. And, and is he like, is it more lay and pray? Or is he Khabib kind of like just hold you down? He'll hold you down. He's very Khabib, but he will go for the submissions. He's got a few like mm. in M1, but he's very much positioned for submission. He's quite safe in that kind of style. But right. Uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, it's. It wouldn't be surprising to see him get submission. Actually, that's seven to one. That's not mm. terrible. Um, I haven't even put my bets down yet, but um, that might be one that I go with because it's basically it depends if, if it if it stays on the feet. I think Madeleine is probably going to have the advantage, but gotcha. yeah, you never quite know until they square off, do you? So. And then we got Rodrigo. How do you pronounce that? Rodrigo. Uh, Rogerio Bontorin. How are you pronouncing that? It's Brazilian, I guess. Yeah, Rogerio, yeah. Rogerio Bontorin against Manil Cap. And it's and, and you're saying it's not Cape? It's Cap. Yeah. It's Cap. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, according to John Anik, I watched one of his fights earlier. Uh, this is classic striker versus grappler, really. Yeah. Uh, you've got um, yeah, Bontorin, who's a BJJ. Uh, black belt and uh, Gilles Ribeiro, and that's Cap. a fantastic pronunciation. Do that again, uh, Gilles Ribeiro. The way you roll that R, man, just sensual. Uh, I think that's who he's got his black belt under. That's at least who he trains with at the moment. He that might not be the guy who gave him his black belt. Full disclosure, I do not know, but right. um, yeah, Rogerio, he's it, yeah, it really. If it stays on the feet, Cap is one flying knee away from ending it. He's he's okay. got a few first round finishes where one by flying knee. Uh, it was it was quite a good book, but by the same token, that flying knee and the other and the uh, the other knockout. It's flying knee was against Osborne, who is another uh, Ode Osborne is another. He's quite a flamb- he's quite a good kickboxer, kind of an in and out light on the feet uh, kickboxer. Very good, very flashy, very. Very good himself, actually. It was a good competitive fight. It's, a, it's one that's well worth going back to watch. Old uh, Manel Cap against uh, Ode Osborne. But uh, he got, obviously got caught with the flying knee. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's but, all right. But my only caveat with that is that's against another kickboxer. And I was watching uh, another fight that actually Cap lost. And it was against... Uh, Brazilian chap who was um, who was good BJJ, but you could tell he also had a pretty good uh, Muay Thai back because you could tell, you know how you can kind of tell when they keep their feet flat and they you know and the kicks come in low, but it's just all power like the Muay Thai style, not light on the feet, but just kind of planted like like classic Shogun style, yeah. you know, like just moving forward, moving like up. One, foot, one foot at a time, bang bang. So yeah. the guy who was fighting in that one where he, where he lost. Uh, he kind of lost on the striking, but he was so concerned with stopping every takedown that he kind of forgot to get involved in the striking and ended up falling behind on the cards, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, so it makes sense. Basically, for me, I'm wondering whether the same thing could could potentially happen if he's too concerned about stopping the takedown. However, he's really concerned with stopping the takedown, except when he does kind of he does some silly things like there's a like a little back heel kick that he does he, do, he does it quite a lot i've seen him do it in every fight i think he did like you know like how a footballer does like a back heel like a like a uh, yeah. fourth turn or whatever he does yeah. it through like loops it through the back of his own knee and like lands the kick there a point the strike really. oh you mean but, he, he switches the feet so the left foot yeah, would yeah, stay planted over. yeah oh wow yeah, that's yeah. a dangerous move anderson silva yeah. versus um uh the brazilian guy where he was toying with him in abu dhabi uh, either Talos Latis or no. uh, Damien Meyer. Damien Meyer, yeah, he caught Damien Meyer with that a few times on the calf as well. Yeah, yeah. You got to have he, some confidence to throw that, though, right? 
But he also he's throw. I've seen him throw car car uh, cartwheel kicks and things like that, where he just ends wow. up on the floor on the bottom. And if you do that against um, against Hegerio, it's yeah. Yeah, Hegerio's good. He's got 11 of 16 wins by submission. He don't mess about. If it gets to the floor, yeah. he... And I saw him fight a really good judo guy, actually. And the judo guy kept throwing him all over the place, but he threw him. And then uh, Bontorin just, like, just had such good sweeps. He just swept him, got into top position, was just controlling him. Like, going for submissions and things, but just controlling him. So if it goes to the ground, Bontorin's got it, like, pretty easily, I would I would say. But if it stay, but and uh, that's who I would lean towards in this fight. Honestly, I, I, I think that as much as I like Cap, he gets a little bit reckless, and he he does leave kind of too many openings, and so I'll go with Bontorin. I'm going to see what the odds are. Actually, I don't know who uh, Bontorin's the uh, the underdog. Actually, five and a half on the submission. That's not bad. I'm going to go with that. Honestly, um, sweet. However. Caveat to that, I'll say that uh, Manel Cap is never more than one flashy strike away from ending somebody's night. So yeah, could easily go that way. Let's see. Let's see what happens with that one. And the one that I'm actually most looking forward to in this one, how do you pronounce this? Whaley Zhang? Or yeah. Is it Zhang Whaley? I forget, I forget if they've already switched them around or not. Because I think to be... In Chinese, you say the last but first, so it's Wei yeah. Li Zhang. I think. Be like Keen Dave, I get it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Johanna Zimjencik, I got that Yuzhen- pronunciation right. Yeah, Zimjencik, I think. Yeah, because I'm actually married to where I'm actually married to a woman from the same location as that uh, as that lady. Um, I'm very excited about this fight, man, and I'll tell you why. Because it's only three rounds. Yeah. It's it's a it's gonna like it's gonna be fast. They both know what both bring. Um, a very uncharacteristic um, Johanna this week with the press, and she's not giving her boogie woman antics, and she's not trash talking. I, I think it's because of the level of respect they have for each other as strikers. Um, Johanna's face after the last one was yeah. tough to watch. I haven't rewatched that fight yet. Obviously, that's on my list of ones to watch tonight for my fight research. Yeah. When they've already fought each other, you have to watch it back. It's, uh, yeah. Even the remember, first one. Did you watch it recently? I watched it about two what days today. Well, we're playing the time machine game. So today is Thursday. So I watched it on Monday. Because in my head, correct me, please correct me if I'm wrong, but in my head, uh, Zhang Weili, like did a lot of damage in the first couple of rounds. But once the damage was done, Yuzhenshik kind of found a second wind and really came on strong in the last kind of three rounds from what I remember. Is, yeah. Would that be a That's fair true. assessment? Very I'll true. Tell you what, my memory is not as sieve-like as I thought it was. That's uh, it, man. You're not getting punched in the head, though, right? That's true. Well, I there mean, not all the time. Not all the time, right? Some of the time. Um, but that's what makes this fight so exciting. It's because it's only three rounds. So they're not going to have to gauge that five round gap of um, reserving your tank in round three mm. because you've got two more potential championship rounds ahead. So this is, I think they're going to get after it immediately. And that's what makes this one so exciting. Which for me favors Zhang Weili. It does. Massively. Because okay. the last time, because like I said, from what I remember, uh, Weili Zhang faded in definitely in the last two rounds she faded right and i think in order to beat her yuzhenshik needed her to fade if the if there aren't any rounds for her to go into to fade i think that uh Weili zhang runs away with this one i think it'll probably be a decision again but it'll right. be unanimous for mm-hmm. Weili zhang and what annoys me most about this, and again, controversy, maybe I'm about to speak out okay. of turn here, but I, I've made this comment before. Um, and it's only on women. And the only reason I can make this on women is because they've, they've on Instagram, they've sexualized their whole, their whole presence in the UFC. Not all of them, but some of them, especially uh, like the, the poster girl for this is Paige Van Zandt, right? Oh, yeah, but she's not really a fighter anymore. It's, I mean, it's tough, man. It's, it's really tough. And with, with Johanna, like, 
she came into the UFC as this fucking assassinator, yeah. this killer. She would put these girls away. Like she this was kind of, this kind of pale, goofy looking assassin. Yeah. She That's... didn't give a fuck about how she looked on weigh-ins day. Yeah. She was just going she in She looked there. like Brandon Moreno. She looked like Brandon Moreno. <laughs> exactly. And she would put these girls away. Like it was nobody's yeah. business. The second she gets some little up top surgery, uh, she starts posting pictures on Instagram you know, on the beach in Miami. And, you know, you see her career since all that happened. It's just been on the downward spiral. I think that possibly would have happened anyway, because uh, I, don't, I don't think that, that her out of octagon activities have been a detriment to her fighting. I think that, honestly, the rest of the women's division just kind of caught up. Because if you remember, she was just a, she was just. A step ahead. I'm not saying she wasn't attractive beforehand, because because the thing is, is like, like it's weird. Like when, when they're in the octagon, I don't I don't really think of them in that way at all. Like because you know, I'm I'm there to watch fighters. But I don't either. With with, with, with the exception of um, oh god, I've forgotten her name. Mackenzie Dern. No, no, no. Uh, no. The one who fought like uh, Phillies Herring. No, no. Rachel Ostovich. No, no, no! You will it, It'll come to me. It'll come to me. That's what she said. Okay. Oh, she's brilliant. She's like literally. She's she is incredible. Come on, man! Get the name. Get ah, the name. No, we'll have to move on. It'll come back. The people, we'll the people to watching, want to Google her immediately. Are you thinking of Beck Rawlings? No, no. no Are you thinking no. of Paige Van Zandt? No, absolutely not. No, no. I'm not a huge pay. I don't like. Uh, I've never really thought pay. I, I I understand that she's conventionally. Attractive, you know, uh, the, the, the one of the funniest. I've never been a huge fan. One of the funniest memes I've ever seen is you know that scene from Dumb and Dumber, where they're in the shagging wagon and uh, it's that uh, the guy who the 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 guy who's trying to find uh, Jim Carrey and and Daniels, and he's like, "Hey man, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in all the world?" And it's a picture of Paige Van Zandt with a microphone in her hand. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. We'll move on. But uh, yeah, gonna, so for this one, I'm, I'm very excited for it because it's three rounds. They're going to get after it straight away. They're going to only have the three rounds. So you, if it makes it to the third round, you know that's going to be fireworks. Uh, I, I got us. I, I don't want to side with uh, outside of Poland here, but I have to. So I, I risk getting a like a thump in the side of the head from a fellow Polish lady who happens to live in this apartment. But um, I think Weili Zhang is going to walk away with it, and I think she gets another title shot before the end of the year. Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's more. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> I think the same way they over three rounds is going to look vastly better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. And then the call main event, a, f- a fight you didn't even know was on the card until recently. Uh, Valentino I Shevchenko really I'm a... versus, uh, oops, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Talia Santos. Talia, Talia Santos, yeah. Talia Santos. So uh, I think, is it is it grappler versus striker? I don't think it's, I think it's, no. they're both strikers, right? They're both they're both strikers. Talia Santos has got she's got good power. I do remember she's got like a heavy Muay Thai style from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Like a heavy Muay Thai style, like real heavy leg kicks. Cause uh, right. I think she really lit up uh Roxanne Modafferi and Joanna Wood, uh she was lighting up before she you know got the before they went to the floor and she got the submission in that one. Right. I mean yeah, she's probably the next in line. But when you've got rank four fighting the champion, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, like, what are we doing know. here? Does she have a chance against Valentina? Yeah, she's got a chance. Small one. I wouldn't again though. Look, if you want to take an underdog, go with Talia Santos. She's got heavy Muay Thai, heavy power. If she connects with anyone. They're going to sleep. All it takes is one. All it takes is for Valentina to just to just slip up one time. But I think the odds of that happening are very, very slim because Valentina is a machine. Yeah, she's just that good. 
Yeah, I think uh, if if we're going to go with um, just Muay Thai alone, um, and and especially with Valentino's ability to capitalize if she gets the knockdown, she runs straight in. She gets a dominant position. She at least secures half guard. She never goes into like full guard, and uh, you know she gets that top position. She good good solid ground and pound. Um, I don't know if like. Does she have the knockout power? Has she had any knockouts as of her last five fights? I don't think so. But That's a yes. No, uh, a lot of them have been. She has, she has got 10 knockouts in her career, though. Yeah. So let's see. I mean, I can't call this one as confidently as I want, but I just think, and still, just by sheer numbers, and as you say, four fighting champion, it's not as exciting. It's just a case of next in line because two, three are out of action or out of, out of sequence with timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm just full of shit, to, Dave. I'm just trying to think of a way that I could see Talia Santos winning it. And the problem when you've got somebody as good as Valentina Shevchenko is you can't see one, can you? Yeah. It's tough to get excited about that. It is. Yeah. That's it the thing. Is. It's t- like, this is the problem. I, 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 did, I can't remember who I was. I was about probably some idiot online, but I was just debating that sometimes was kind of dominance. No, 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 no. It was similar, somebody in a Facebook group. It was, it was just dominance can sometimes be a double-edged sword. You know, mm. if it's if you just get too dominant, it's it could end up being could end up being dull. Yeah, like the whole Ronda Rousey yeah. effect when she was just. Because you need jeopardy. That's what I would say. You need some jeopardy. I don't think there's really much jeopardy in that fight because I don't think that there's anything that Santos does that's particularly going to threaten Shevchenko. I mean, outside of the power, she does have uh, like power, especially with the leg kicks, but I don't see her being good enough to catch Shevchenko. Unless Shevchenko gets overconfident, complacent, and slips up like Joanna did, arguably, against uh, Nami Yunez. Yeah. But I don't see that happen. I, I just don't think that Valentina has that in her personality, do you? I mean, she's just proved that anybody outside of um did she fought Amanda Nunes at 145? That was at 145, right? Tabitha Ricci. Damn it. Tabitha Ricci, the stripper. Tabitha Ricci. That's the that's that's my favorite in the UFC right now. Honestly, Google a picture, put it up. Tabitha Ricci. God I, damn it, I, that was driving me crazy. I think I know. Is is that the stripper, the one that got up on Joe Rogan the no, last no, time? No, 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 it's not her. But Tabitha Ricci is my absolute favorite. She doesn't know this yet, but we'll be married someday. Tabitha and Ricci is R-I-C-I? R-I-C-C-I. C-C-I. So, okay. yeah, nickname's the baby shark. She's, ah, oh, she's lovely. She's, she's just, she's, She's she's a pretty she, she's a decent fighter, but she's also just strikingly attractive. Right, she's, it's the long hair, right? Long yeah, lush hair like mate. you. Everything, just <laughs> fantastic. I'm so glad that I remember. That was really it was like it was like a it was like when you got like a kind of like a bit of cereal stuck in your teeth. I was just like ah, why can't I remember? <laughs> it's just, oh, Amazing. Okay, well, they're just in time to really focus on the main event. There just in time. And the main there event of the evening. I'm going to get this pronunciation correct because everybody has a different one. My one is Glover Teixeira. No, it's Teixeira. Teixeira. Okay. Because yeah. a lot Glover of Teixeira. Teixeira. And Yuri. Prochaska. Yeah. I'm going to let you have it. T- Prochaska. Prochaska. It's a really easy one. Yuri Prochaska. I mean, it's easy for you. Don't make me feel terrible, bro. No, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Let me do it without your interruption. Prochaska. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Okay, I want to make sure yeah, I get that Yuri, right. Yuri Prochaska. All right. So for people who don't know, Glover Teixeira is a UFC vet for many, many years, former yeah. training partner of, Cur- uh, I was about to say Kurt Cobain. Uh, of Chuck- say Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. Uh, Chuck Liddell, we've, I mean, he's been in the UFC 13 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, has had wins, has had losses, in my opinion, has the title via a very unexpected win against Jan Blokovic. And this is his mm-hmm. first title defense. 
against a guy who's in his third fight of the UFC. This is number three for Yuri. So this is a tremendously exciting main event. Yeah, it really is. And also, you just know with the style as well, because uh, 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 who did he last fight? He last fought Reyes, didn't he? Dominic Reyes? Dominic sure Reyes, and he assassinated and Reyes' face. It was like face. a spinning back elbow against the fence that was just horrific. Yeah. That yeah, that's yeah, that was his last fight. I I was struggling. I, I thought, did he fight Reyes and then fight Uzdemir? But no, no, he fought Uzdemir, who he who hasn't beaten Uzdemir lately. I mean, no offense to the guy, but so you know, he's he he's from a place in in Switzerland called uh, Fribourg. I used to live in Fribourg. I was living in Fribourg for like seven years. And uh, his dad owns a restaurant and he'd be working in the restaurant. I get like, he used to fight in uh, Bellator and I'd be going in for like pizza or whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, it's Vulcan Ustamir from Bellator <laughs> right there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this, man. This, I, I used to love no time. Like he was, he, he was just knocking people out all over the place. He seems to have just lost something. There's yeah. something, unless, unless it's just that the rest of the division <clears throat> is kind of caught up a bit. And because sometimes a certain style will be effective until it's not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because uh, it, you see it happen a lot in American football. Like they'll, like the Jacksonville Jaguars had like a really good season one year because their defense was just unstoppable. Like their defense was crushing everybody. They, they re-signed every member of that defense bar, like one or two players, I think, for the following season. But because they did the same things, uh, all the other coaches have thought up ways to get around it. So they were nowhere near as effective. And it's the same in mixed martial arts. Sometimes a new style comes along. Eventually, that Dagestan wrestling style will not be as effective as it is right now. People, coaches will figure out a way around it. They will figure out a counter to it. It will happen. It will take a few years. But in five, ten years' time, you'll see the Dagestan guys start to struggle against something else we probably haven't even seen yet. Yeah, true. It's just how it progresses. But I'm excited for this one. Um, And I'll tell you why. Because, I, I, like, there was a part of me this week that wanted to say, I'm not going to call it. I can't call it because I just, I don't want to sound too confident. Um, but that's boring. And that's not why we press record and send that's this true. out for our, our people to watch. Um, I think Yuri gets it done. And I'll tell you why. Because the blueprint of watching Alexander Gustafsson take out um, Glover with those long unorthodox strikes. Um, he's got this, it's like an uppercut, but like, it's like a jab. It was the Mortal Kombat combo. I yeah, like to call it. It, it was, was insane. sensational. It was sensational. And when you have a fighter like Jan Blokovic, who's not as big and doesn't have those unorthodox strikes, you can really get in on that striking. But when it's unorthodox and it's coming from all these different type of do we say samurai angles because he's just all over the fucking place and he's got the coolest hair in the ufc with the little man bun like a soccer mom but Mm, i just i just think that was all sarcasm sorry oh good good um (laughs) but i just think um i could be completely wrong and on sunday i look like a fool but i just think this guy is going to be a disaster for everybody in the division for at least the next two years uh, winner and new Yuri, how do you pronounce it? Yuri Prochaska. Prochaska. Yeah, I just think Glover retires on this one. What I like about Yuri is that he turned down a contract in the UFC a few years ago when fought in Rising because he wanted to carry on building his skill set. He knew where he was. He, he seems to know where he is. Does that make sense? He's very yeah. aware of. You know, where he needs to improve because he was light heavyweight champion in in Rising, but he was like the best guy for in Rising with respect is probably Mohamed Lawal. Fabio Maldano is a bit of a punching bag, to be fair. <laughs> like, wow. oh, he did he did beat Fedor Maldano, yeah, but, didn't he? Oh, uh, that was the, the yeah he fought him recently Maldonado. last year, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stevie Dolloway hasn't been the same for some time, and yeah. So let, let's let's with res- with the greatest of respect, I don't think his title run in Rising was like necessary like UFC caliber guys. No, for real. Uh, yeah, but then he comes into the UFC 
He starches Vulcan Uzdemir, which was just very impressive because Uzdemir is he is a tough guy. All joke, like I say, I was quite disparaging of Uzdemir just not moments ago. And I already feel bad because I actually do like Uzdemir. I think he's a, he's a hell of a fighter. He really is. Yeah. I'd like to see him get back to form, honestly. And then you've got Dominic Reyes, who I think was after the Jones fight. Honestly, I felt like he was vastly overrated. I feel like people thought that he had beaten John Jones. And so for that reason, he was like the uncrowned king. So he was almost undefeatable. So I know Reyes is, Reyes is good. Don't get me wrong. But there are so many holes uh, that are out there to be exploited. Like I knew that Jan Blakovic was going to beat him. And I knew that Yuri Prochaska was going to beat him. I don't think a win over Dominic Reyes in that context is as impressive. Because uh, don't get me wrong. Reyes is a dangerous striker. But I feel like that played straight into Yuri Prochaska's uh, wheelhouse. It's just exactly what he wanted. Same with um, Jan Blakovic. Jan Blakovic knew that if he could keep him on the end of his long punches, his straights, if you start hitting him, because uh, Reyes went into the Blakovic fight thinking it almost, you could see it on him. Like he, he was thinking, look, I arguably beat John Jones. I'm going to smoke this guy. Yeah. Going, What's this guy even doing in here with me? And that was a mistake. So I'm hoping that we see uh, Dominic Reyes come back and get more get get back to form. But we're focusing on Yuri Prochaska right now. I'm going to try and stay on on point. Yeah. Who do you think is so, going to win? Getting to that because the thing the because what I like about Yuri Prochaska is also something that could be a real detriment here because he 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 strikes from samurai angles. You know, he tends to keep his he does get hit. He gets hit quite a lot. He's got a very good chin. He can occasionally throw strikes that leave him off balance. And that there is the problem. Because make no mistake, if this fight ends up on the floor, Glover Teixeira is going to go through him like a hot knife through butter. His jiu-jitsu yeah. is extremely good. And I think the disparity between the skills on the ground is bigger than the disparity between the skills on the feet. That's, that's what I yeah. feel. I think that Glover Teixeira hits hard enough and has been hitting long enough to be at least competitive on the feet, especially against Yuri Prochaska, who has a habit of leaving openings. Like the opening, like he leaves the openings, fighters just haven't taken them yet. I think that you Glover Teixeira, he's 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 a veteran, he's seen it all. I think that if you leave those openings against Glover Teixeira, he may well punish you for it. And yeah. as he's coming in as an underdog. I'm going with Glover. I'm, I'm going to take the submission as well. Uh, I'm going to have a quick look and see what the odds are on that because I haven't looked yet. Because Dominic Reyes hit him and wobbled him right before the knockout. So you, yeah. you're right in what you're yeah. saying in relation to sloppy. Yeah, um, he openings. But can, can Glover... The chair hits really hard. Sorry, oops. Oops. Sorry. But yeah, he, he, he just... Like can Glo like does is is Glover? When is that going to happen? Is that is that going to happen when Glover is aware of his where his surroundings are, where his senses are, when it's early in the fight, or when he's exhausted and it's round three and four, and then Yuri gets sloppy. So that that's the this whole uh, MMA mathematics that probably we can't judge now, but at the same time. Um, it's exciting because it's essentially, as you say, grappler versus striker with the more heavy discrepancy on the ground. For sure. And, and the, the thing is, is like just to touch on what you said there, is like, is he going to have to wait until like the you know the third round when Jiri gets like sloppy? It's like yeah. honestly, looking at his past performances, you ain't got to wait until the third round for Jiri to get sloppy. You just don't. Yeah. He, he, he leaves openings in the first round. Like, he he does, but he's more powerful. He's more powerful at that beginning. You know, when, when you're a little bit fatigued, yeah. round three, round four, and you get sloppy, it's a big difference. They're drier at the one. beginning, though. If he, if, he, mm -hmm. if he swings and misses and leaves an opening for Teixeira to go in, get that body lock, drag him down to the ground, hop on top of him, there's going to be very few ways for Jerry Prochaska to get him get him away i mean these don't forget you know to he has knockout power 33 out of his 33 wins 18 are by knockout he's got more knockouts than he does submissions but just not kind of recently 
He just like recent like what is it? His last one, like two, three, five or six four, wins. Five, his his last six wins, five are finishes, four are submissions, and then there was obviously the TKR of Anthony Smith, which was very impressive considering yeah. Anthony Smith was pouring it on him early. Yeah, he knocked out Anthony Smith's teeth and Anthony Smith yeah. gave it to the referee and then Glover apologized and Anthony said, it is what it is, as he's getting hit from the back. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that was a great fight. I, I would love to yeah. see them rematch, actually. I, I, yeah. I would, like just a early, early pick on taking Anthony Smith to beat, um, what's his bloody name? The, the guy that... They're all terrified of uh, like heavyweight. Uh, Chimaev? No, no. Name's gone. Name's gone. It'll come back to me. But uh, is it Tabitha Ricci? It's not Tabitha. It's not Tabitha Ricci. Ricky no. Ricci. No, it's the uh, it's the guy again. Colby like, Covington. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is. Um, you call yourself a fight fan. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know why it's disappeared from my head. I know him. I can see him. Like he's, he's He had a very dull fight against Thiago Santos last time out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Magomed Ankalaev. Magomed, yeah, Magomed Ankalaev. Thank you. Yes. I think that Anthony Smith beats him. I'm not overly uh, impressed by Magomed. I think that... Not, not in striking. He plays it too safe. Yeah. And I think if he does that against Anthony Smith, I think Smith might might be a problem for him. But anyway, yeah. back to back to the task at hand. I'm taking I'm taking Glover Teixeira by submission. But I'm I am tempted to go for the knockout, but just because the odds are better. But because the submission's only three and a half to one. Like the the, the bookies are fairly confident that if Teixeira wins, it will be a submission. And yeah, I think man. they're right. I think they're right. But Let's see. But yeah, man, it is it is phenomenal to be back. I am so glad to have you here on Thank it. Thank you. Um, it motivated it. I can't, I'm slurring my words. I've had one beer. Jesus Christ. Uh, it motivated me to get back educated on on I'm back up to speed on what's happening because I'm looking at, you know, I stayed off social media. I had like one or two posts in the last month and I was just like down and just wanted to stay away from it all i didn't look at a single fight i didn't go near anything to do with the fight world or podcasting and now i'm back and i thank you so much for being here man it's an absolute pleasure it's great it's great to have you back man honestly like, i did notice that you hadn't put up an episode in a while so i i did i thought oh he's, he's on holiday he's probably having the time of his life he's fine <laughs> chilling out yeah yeah no but it's yeah uh, i'm i'm Honestly, I'm honoured that you would think of me to, you know, to to come on here and break down fights with you. I absolutely love doing it, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's a fun time. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome, man! It's, it's you're my favourite guy to talk to about fights right now, so it's uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, tell people where to go to see you and what you're doing and how how they get in touch. Well, uh, the Burt Locker is on YouTube, so that's just the Burt Locker on YouTube. Uh, the Burt Green on Instagram, uh, but uh, it, I'm also on Patreon as well. And just a little update on the Patreon stuff. I've, I've figured out a new way of doing it just to to give my Patreon members a little bit extra. I'm going to be because I, I break down a few fights, but there are now going to be is now going to be a fight that's exclusive to Patreon every week. So during the video, I will say, right next, I'll be breaking down such and such versus such and such. I've got some good insights on there it should be a fun one to break down but that is going on to my patreon so head over there now and then i'm gonna cut edit edit that out and i'll drop that as an exclusive video for the patreon because i feel like my patreon subscribers do need to get a little bit extra as well and also you get early access to all the picks as well you get them a day early and and you get exclusive fight picks so yeah yeah so. excellent man um in in my in my internal rant last uh, last month, I was like fuck Burt Green and his Patreon. <laughs> I I haven't had a chance to subscribe. I, I, it was around that time. It was after it was after our episode that I I set up a Patreon account to to go and subscribe. But I, I will be doing that this week. I promise. Oh no, like um, I said, that's that's much appreciated. Dude. It's like yeah. Those, yeah, like I said, there's gonna be more exclusive stuff dropping just on the patreon because i think i need to do more of it on there because the audio episodes and stuff like that aren't, aren't quite enough but i feel like 
I feel like um, no, a free, like an extra fight or two every week, depending on how many I'm actually breaking down. Uh, it'll be useful to have on there. Yeah, it's, man, that's it's a, good a, idea. Lot, a lot. A lot of the time, yeah, you know, uh, the the fights that I break down where the fighters aren't as well known are the better ones because I really do I really do research them quite heavily. Whereas the bigger names, I'm going from memory a lot of the time because I have seen a lot of their fights anyway. Whereas the 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 smaller names, like the reason I know it, so much about you know Manel Cap and uh, and and, the, and those fellas is because I've literally just been sat watching a lot of their fights and just, yeah, so that sometimes they're the better ones that, that I kind of break down. They're all fun to break down, though, to be fair. It's what I like doing. Yeah, man, that's the thing. That's why I took a break. It wasn't fun for me after that first week. So, yeah, here I am back again. Um, but, yeah, man, thank you very much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, guys, people of city, martial arts, people of the Lucerne area, do me a favor, get a Lucerne beer and go shop at Lola Tong. Uh, for my boxers during the week, we're going to start boxing more regularly now, Monday, uh, Wednesday, and maybe a Thursday or Friday too. Next Monday, after this weekend, I'm going to go see another place for the gym. My goal, and it has been consistent this entire time, my goal is to get everything out of storage and into a space for the gym. There's commercial property opening up all over Lucerne. The problem is we're having trouble with noise. A lot of places are surrounded in residential property. So that's the main obstacle that we're having at the moment. But my search continues and it will not stop until we are satisfied and back in the gym with our boxing bag up and our ring set up. And that's the goal first. Thank you once again for being on, man. I appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure, man. Rockin'.